Hi, I'm JC, and I use they-them pronouns. And I'm Nova, and I also use they-them pronouns. And today we're going to be talking about trans youth culture on the internet. The internet is a place where a lot of young people explore what it means to be themselves. For young trans people, this can mean their internet experience is interwoven with their trans experience. For me growing up, I was born in 1994. I'm turning 25 next week. And I grew up in a working class, white, conservatively headed family in a conservative small town two hours away from San Francisco. I was 14 when Prop 8 tried to ban gay marriage in California, and one of my parents was violently vocally against gay marriage. So as a closeted young person, the internet was a place for me where I could explore my romantic and gender identity for over a decade before moving into a time and place where I was free to discuss it now. And my internet experience is coming from a more privileged white middle-class background. And at the age of 11, 12, which was in 2010, and I'm 20 now, I had unrestricted access to the internet, leading to me being exposed to information that would be otherwise inaccessible, particularly queer expressions of sex. It definitely wasn't the safest way to navigate the internet, but for better or for worse, this can be a common experience for youth of my era, and even more now, uh, possibly, for youth with more access to the internet. For me, I was just trying to absorb as much content regarding non-normative gender and sexualities, using the internet as a learning resource. Finding out different definitions of terms and identities. For example, there's a deviant art called Pride Flags that mirrors a lot of the... Um, expressions of, of identities that I would find as resources when I was younger. And Pride Flags is a really non-judgmental platform that, that gives voice to other people's definitions. And I think it's great that people give language to their experiences and find meaning in naming. And that may be really helpful for people looking for their word or their identity. In the transgender community, Having language is a really powerful thing for people to figure out how they are similar and different. A lot of communities use what's called neo-pronouns, and those are pronouns other than he, she, and they. This creates a space where people are comfortable resting for a while or staying forever while navigating trauma that is comorbid with existing in a gendered world. Um, examples of neo-pronouns are fey and fair, it and its, etc. It's exploded into a huge world online. So yeah, this explosion came, uh, came with a lot of pushback trying to define and exclude and categorize what's what and who's who. And it's meaningful to have discussions around topics of what these words mean, but within the echo chamber of the internet, messages can get distorted, it can get retranslated, can get um, harmful. Yeah. <laughs> when I started on the internet, it was all forums and chat rooms. It was small private groups. There weren't followings. I was quickly adopted by an internet family, but I'm still close with many of them to this day. My lifelong best friend is someone that I met 12 years ago when we were 12 on the internet. I was lucky to run into safe, loving, 
and queer folks who loved me through my gender and sexuality journey, in addition to through my conservative biological family environment. These days, there are still loving internet communities out there. But I knew a world before Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, Twitter, etc. On modern social media platforms, it's become huge for people to become public personas rather than sticking in small private groups. With mass follower counts comes surveillance, and from accumulating fans and critics comes disagreement. Even JC and I have a lot of disagreement from our individual journeys through the internet, and we agree on more stuff than I would have ever expected. And and that's the thing that I love about having these discussions on gender. Gender is such a personal, individualized experience two cis women would potentially have two very different experiences and definitions of womanhood. And I think that exact issue is can come up when talking about trans issues because it's so unique to each person. It's hard to quantify or qualify one's gender experience to compare to others. That's the issue that's really, tra- really trapping and tripping up trans and other vulnerable content creators. So, as I said on YouTube, people share their personal thoughts and feelings on trans issues. And one of the more popular issues to talk about is the argument or discussion between too cute and transmedical ideologies. And these ideologies revolve around the definitions of trans identities, particularly regarding the medicalization of trans identities and experiences. Uh, Too cute, spelled T-U-C-U-T-E, their belief is that you do not need gender dysphoria to be trans. Um, There are some definitions that argue gender incongruence is different than gender dysphoria, and you need gender incongruence to be trans. But even then, dysphoria and incongruence aren't well-defined and constantly shift in definition from person to person and medical body to medical body. On the other hand, a transmedicalist or transreformist, also known as truscum, spelled T-R-U-S-C-U-M, which is a word that is not uh, used as commonly now, their beliefs stem from you do need dysphoria or gender dysphoria to be trans and if you do not experience dysphoria then one is considered a trans trender uh, which is defined as someone pretending to be trans a word that's used to invalidate someone's experiences or identities or if someone does not experience gender dysphoria and says that they're trans that they secretly are trans and haven't identified the dysphoria yet. So those are the common discourse and discussion topics that occur, particularly on YouTube and on Instagram. Something that (laughs) I think is fascinating to speak to here is my personal experience with having been on the internet when this language came into being. When JC and I were were researching what we wanted to talk about, 
I we looked up on Urban Dictionary. When did too cute come into being? And it was dated 2014. That's back when I was 20, and I'd kind of seen all this happen in real time while I was still identifying more with like trans youth than adulthood. Having um, seen it kind of evolve for at least a couple years before I think it reached Urban Dictionary, and it was what started as clicks it was small friend groups it was little amounts of people on tumblr who were often just fighting amongst their friend groups in the way that historically youth have i think anyone who's ever been a youth is familiar with that experience and it's evolved into an ideology war that is very reminiscent of turfs i saw these kids these people who originally were creating these terminologies, being fandom and aesthetic bloggers for years, normally normal Tumblr users who were journaling occasionally their struggles to get hormones because they were living in conservative areas and were trans. And you seeing their personal posts of all of you learn, they developed this hero worship of their doctors thinking because their doctors could provide them what they wanted, that those were their true allies. And they started projecting their frustration on others in the community who were vulnerable and easier to protect, project their anger on than their doctors. They chose these people that weren't going through the same struggle as they were, but had so much more in common with them than the people they ended up dedicating their allyship to while we've created this term of trans medicalist to refer to people with this turf like ideology they haven't created a non-inflammatory term to call us quite in the way that turfs don't have anything other than slurs to call trans women they refer to us as too cute or as trans trenders, which, hmm, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's definitely a difficult discussion to have, especially when there's so much, um, you know, as you said, like inflammatory language being used instead of, you know, having an actual conversation, um, which I think is really common for internet culture just in general these days. But I subscribe to particularly transmasculine or non-binary YouTubers. Um, so my perspective is a little skewed, but uh, Jamie Dodger, which is Jamie Rains, Ty Turner, uh, Calvin Guerra, Storm Ryan, I've mentioned Uppercase Chase, Chase, uh, Kamen Russo, Buck Angel, Ash Hardell, and ContraPoints, Natalie Wynn. I see variations of this, this argument reiterated all across my like my YouTube subscriptions, uh, particularly with Calvin Guerra and Storm Ryan, who have stated that they I, their ide- ideology is aligned with transmedicalism, uh, transmedicalists, um, or Jamie Donder just simply trying to say like, hey, I respect non-binary people. As a almost as if it was a, a political statement rather than a, a trans um, solidarity. So I, I I'm constantly seeing these these conversations hashed out 
um, on Instagram and on YouTube. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing these conversations too, but I guess in part due to my age and maturing within these communities, I've cultivated a social media space now where I almost exclusively follow either trans women, non-binary people, or vocally um, vocally adamant trans guys who agree that this isn't a nice way to be to each other. And I worry about the rest of our communities because especially when you're younger too, I mean, this is incredibly comorbid just with any cis or trans person's high school experience just rehashed and reimagined on the internet and we need to figure out how we're gonna make these spaces safer for people with vulnerable developing identities So I guess the question that we come to is, what now? Yeah, that that is a really hard question. Is how how do you make the internet safer for for vulnerable youth, particularly trans youth? And I believe that the way to make the internet safer is to change our culture at large first. And of course, this is a huge undertaking. But I don't think any safety measure will be nearly as effective as we'd like it to be until society at large creates an awareness and cares about the safety and comfort of youth. And and like I said, particularly vulnerable youth like trans and gender non-conforming youth and queer youth. And the internet is like constantly rapidly evolving at mock speeds. And those are and those who are at the forefront of this evolution are the queer and trans youth. And we definitely need to follow their lead. But there, we also need to be kind of moderators in this community as older trans folks. Because we've had a bit more time to parse out the nuances of these discussions. And these conversations have been going on far longer than my generation and let alone theirs. For example... Um, Buck Angel, who is a trans man who's been around for a good while now, he's been making YouTube videos about the the safety and sexual health of trans masculine people. And he's putting himself out there to be a, a trans and queer elder for those who might need it. And that's really heartening to see because, you know, he's stepping up to the plate rather than letting the youth kind of run wild (laughs) (laughs) you told me that he refers to himself as tranpa right it's so cute yeah (laughs) i mean i love i love the queer elders in my life so much i still am friends with someone who's working as a professor now who was the first person i met online back when i was a kid using they them and it its pronouns and i just thought that was the neatest thing and to know that these people still have a future they're still contributing they still love us too and that we love the youth too and we're creating this community together 
we do really want to highlight resources that if you're local to the Bay Area or can access them online, that both PFLAG and Gender Spectrum offer a lot of resources. And we'll definitely link them in the comments or in the, yeah, that's what they call it these days, right? The comments. They're <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the description. Yeah, that's it, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs> and for trans youth, starting their journey online on social media being exposed to unhealthy community norms such as cancel culture which often does seep into their real life local friends group what can we and you the listener of our podcast do to help and as adults you can help lgbtq plus youth to find support and friend groups especially locally but online too if if they're safe you can model that it's okay to make mistakes, to put thought into where criticisms are coming from. Hold your own validity as a person who can recover from blunders with grace and continue as a valued community member. Prioritize holding love for yourself and for others. Moderating youth's online spaces, keeping them safe, it's confusing. But by talking about it, we can make forward motion. And, you know, I hear that the best thing often is bringing these online relationships for youth into their real lives. It certainly has been one of the most beautiful experiences of my life, thinking of my best friend. We can share this confusion together and with you, our listeners. And by valuing this conversation's place as a growing space and amplifying its importance, we can continue this crucial task of protecting trans youth from harm while providing information for their growth. Yeah, and kind of the overarching topic that we touched on today was that, you know, people can make mistakes. People can say something wrong or something harmful. And particularly, like, we're talking about youth here. We're talking about people who, you know, haven't experienced a whole lot of life and they can make mistakes. They're probably prone to making mistakes. But the thing is, where mistakes happen, growth can happen. And that's kind of the most important thing to, uh, to consider. <laughs> Your dog agrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for, you know, joining our conversation and listening to, to something that I think we both really highly value. Yeah. And thank you, JC. Well, thank you, Nova. <laughs> and thank you, puppy, for your contributions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Charlie, Charlie says trans rights. Trans rights. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I, think, Bye, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>